Okay, friends, this episode has been a long time coming. It's been one that I have been wanting to do for a while, and finally the time is right. So today we're going to talk about libido because it is one of the things that almost every client that comes to me has an issue with. And we know that in our society, in our culture, it's really considered normal to have no libido as a woman, as a mom. Um, as someone who's married, all the things, right? We're just told that it's normal. And once again, I am here to tell you, I don't think it's normal. And there are reasons that your body would not be craving reproduction and that your hormones would be imbalanced, causing a low libido. And so we're going to dive into those today. It's going to be physical. It's going to be emotional. It's going to be all the things. And so I'm so excited to do this. I also want to remind you before we dive into this episode, that doors are open for fall group coaching. And this is a coaching program that I do not run on a regular basis. I only run a group coaching program, maybe once a year or so the last couple of years, it's kind of for fun. It's a bonus. And I love to be able to dive in with a small group of women and really just find out what's going on with your hormones, give you some support, some one-on-one personalization. And so this group is going to be three months. We're starting at the end of October and we will be going into all of the things that I've been working with my one-on-one clients this year, including the basics for nourishment and hormone balance, but also really diving into more of these emotional components and mental stressors, physical stressors that are causing hormone imbalances. And the goal is for you to be able to walk away with a greater capacity as a woman, as a mom, and really feeling like you have the ability to step into that calling that you know is on your life versus just feeling overwhelmed and exhausted all the time and frustrated with your periods and your PMS and all the things I want you to be able to walk away really just feeling proud to be a woman and proud to have this amazing body and these amazing hormones that you were created with. And so if you are ready to, um, talk about that, if you want to apply for the program, the link is in the show notes to apply. We'll chat, we'll make sure it's the right fit for you. And I'd love to support you inside. Welcome to the happily hormonal podcast. Now, if you're a little iffy on whether or not the word hormonal is a good one, you're in the right place. My name is Leisha Drews, registered nurse and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner turned holistic hormone coach. And after going through my own hormone journey and having my three babies, I actually believe that our hormones are one of the greatest gifts that we've been given as women. And that no matter what you've been told, it's possible for you to have thriving energy, good periods, and a stable mood all month long. And I am here to show you the way. I think it's time to change the narrative around words like hormones and hormonal and start to reclaim the power that we truly have as women, which is a power to change not only our own health, but the health of all of our family for generations to come. Hormone balance doesn't have to feel hard. It can actually feel simple and fun when we do it in a way that aligns with how our bodies were made. If you're ready to start trusting your body again and feeling really good in that beautiful body that you've been given, then grab yourself a yummy drink and maybe a snack and let's do this. Okay. So let's talk about libido. Um, the first thing that I want to just kind of clarify for you is that libido is a metabolic marker. Essentially, it is a sign of essentially like the energy that your body is able to produce. And so when you notice that libido is low, um, it essentially means that 
there's not an overflow of energy in the body. So oftentimes libido, low libido comes along with low energy, um, low mood, brain fog, fatigue, those type of things. Because when you are a woman, the craving for reproduction is most likely going to be there. Not only when you're fertile and we'll talk about cyclical seasons for changes in libido, but we'll also, we also need to just have the, the clear picture that you're not going to have this craving for reproduction. If your body is in a constant state of stress or a constant state of depletion, it is going to be unlikely I'll say for you to have that craving for reproduction because reproduction is a very metabolically energy expensive thing on a woman's part, because not only are we keeping that baby in our bodies for nine months, but we might be breastfeeding them as well for who knows what amount of time, um, based on you and your baby. And so it is really expensive for your body to crave that reproduction and your body is smart. Your body is working for you. And so it knows that if you are depleted, if your minerals are depleted, your nutrients are depleted, your energy is depleted, your emotions are depleted, that it's not really the time to crave that reproduction. And so I think that that perspective on its own, honestly, explains a huge part of the, I'll call it an epidemic just to make it sound really exciting. Um, an epidemic of low libido in women these days, because so many of us are running on empty, running on fumes and not nourishing our bodies well. And so looking at also the history of birth control in women in their thirties and their forties and their twenties, how many of us have been on birth control and that actually does change the signaling from your brain to your ovaries and to your hormones. It changes your mineral levels in your body. It changes the way your gut is functioning. If you haven't listened to my episodes on birth control, I think it's episode 14 and 16. It's a little ways back, but go back and listen to those episodes. If you've been on birth control, because birth control while you're on it can change craving for reproduction, but it also can change it kind of long-term because some of those signals may not have come back online quite in the way that they should, or there still could be issues with nutrient deficiencies, nutrient imbalances, gut issues, liver issues, all of those things that can come from birth control. And your thyroid is also a factor in libido. And so if thyroid function is lower, you are still not going to have that high energy, high craving for reproduction. So I just want to, you know, make it really clear. There's a lot of factors in this that are physical, um, as well as factors that are environmental and, and factors that are emotional. And so I'm going to go into some of the environmental factors for low libido. And some of that has to do with your circadian rhythms, which is your rhythm throughout the day that has to do with the amount of sunlight that your body is exposed to, how connected to nature you are. Our bodies were created to be really connected to nature and to be really connected to the rhythms of the sun, the rhythms of the moon. And because we have such artificial lighting, we have, we can make it daytime, any time of day to be fully transparent. I am recording this at night and I do have lights on because that is the world that we live in. And you know, this isn't necessarily telling my body that it's nighttime and it's going to be time to sleep soon. And so just being aware of the way that we're telling our bodies when it's daytime and nighttime, the amount of blue light that we're being exposed to the amount of sunlight that we're actually being exposed to, all of those things are going to change the way our body perceives 
the environment around us and are going to change our stress patterns. And so when we have abundant access to sunlight and nature, our circadian rhythms are going to be more regulated, which means our stress is going to be more regulated and our bodies are going to be getting more of those signals of safety, more of those signals to promote good sleep when it is time to sleep, which again, creates more signals of safety and that can increase energy. So if you're constantly inside, if you're constantly looking at screens, you are just environmentally that could be affecting not only your stress, but also your libido. And then when we look at cyclical rhythms, it is normal to have changes in libido with your cycle. And so when you are coming into your follicular phase, when you've come off of your period, moving towards ovulation, that is the time of your cycle that it is most common to have a higher libido because that craving for reproduction is going to be there at the time in your cycle where you can reproduce and where you are fertile. And so that is really common that that would be a time in your cycle where maybe your libido would be higher, even if it's low overall. And I do think that there should be somewhat of a desire there, or even a pretty good, strong desire at other times of the month as well. But that is pretty common for it to be the highest at, at during your follicular phase. And that is totally fine. So being aware of your cyclical rhythms is really important when you're supporting stress, when you're supporting, um, nourishment for your body, because it is about food, but it's also about the way that your body is nourished with sunlight, with nature, with stress reduction and all of those things as well. And then when we talk a little bit more about physical nourishment, consistent nourishment is going to be so, so key in establishing those signals of safety as well. And as I talk about all the time, those signals from your brain to your adrenal glands that pump out stress hormones are so important in telling your body whether or not things are safe for reproduction. And when it is not safe for reproduction, you're not going to have libido functioning the way that it should. And you're going to have hormone imbalances in general, which is going to lead to those period symptoms, those PMS symptoms, all of the things that we don't want in the body. Um, and those stress signals are so, so important. So nourishing your body with consistent intake of whole foods, when you're focusing on foods that are going to be rich in minerals that you need, especially replenishing after birth control, after babies, um, blood sugar balance is incredibly important to create those signals of safety throughout the day, supporting your adrenal glands through stress reduction, but also potentially through minerals and other supplementation if needed. So your adrenal glands aren't either in super crazy high stress mode or in burnout mode because they've been in high stress mode for so long, that nourishment is going to be so, so key in restoring energy, restoring the body to us, to signals of safety again, so that we can come back to a place of healthy libido. And then when we kind of switch over and talk about the emotional side, I just want to be really clear. I'm not going to go into, um, you know, sexual trauma, those type of things, sexual abuse, obviously those are going to change the way that you view your body. They're going to change your emotions, especially when they happen at a really young age. And it's absolutely normal for you to have different feelings or different emotions around your sexuality, around relationships, when things like that have happened in your life to you, with you, whatever that looks like. And that is, that is going to impact libido. And so that's something that 
needs to be addressed is incredibly valid. And if it's something that you're dealing with, I'm really sorry that that, you know, is a piece of your story because it's not something that is deserved. Um, and I, the rest of the conversation that I'm having is kind of outside of that realm. So go ahead and take the pieces that you need and that work for you, but understand, you know, if there is sexual trauma in your past, that this may be a little bit different for you. And so I am talking a little bit more from, um, just kind of like a stable emotional place that is slightly more balanced and connected with your body. But as, as I go, you'll see that maybe there's, there's always, I think issues for many women in all of those areas. So when we talk about nourishment and connection with your emotions, that is going to dramatically impact libido as well. And one of the things that I do want to just kind of mention with that is if there's a lot of shame in your past around sexuality, whether that does come from abuse, trauma, or if that comes from being raised in a family where nothing sexual was talked about, where your body was maybe, um, shamed or, you know, there's just those negative emotions or the feeling of guilt, shame, feeling dirty, like whatever that looks like. Um, I know that that really is common, especially for girls and, that can obviously play a really big role in the opinions and just emotions that you have around your sexuality, around relationships. And so understanding that the place you are in now, if you are in a safe relationship, even if you're not in a relationship at this time, that this is a time where you can start to establish some of those, um, just like healthier emotional pathways around around sexuality, around your body. Um, and if you're in a safe place to do that, I think that it could be really helpful to identify and to acknowledge what those feelings are from the past. And so taking a little bit of time to journal that and figure that out, or even just talk through that with someone that you trust could be really eye opening in actually uncovering what beliefs you have that could be holding you back from, um, you know, essentially inhabiting the sexual part of your relationship or of just who you are as a woman, because in our, in our feminine Hey friends, sorry to interrupt, but I have something new and free for you. So it's going to be worth it. I just created a private pod course that is going to teach you all about how to actually balance your blood sugar for happier hormones and more stable moods and energy. And I'm giving away the first two episodes completely free. All you have to do is sign up and grab those and you will have complete access right away. Your link is in the show notes and I will see you in there. Emotions in our feminine um, nature, there is a part of that that is sexual and that is what causes us to be able to reproduce. That is part of what makes us woman. And when we're able to, you know, kind of step away from those, those hidden beliefs that we have that are rooted in shame, that are rooted in guilt, whatever that looks like, and being able to step into a whole and a healed feminine is a place of 
being able to be vulnerable and being able to be open in your relationship. And when we are not able to step into that feminine for whatever reason, because we don't feel safe in doing that, whether that's, we don't feel the safety in our relationships, we don't feel that safety in ourselves. I do really see that that openness is a huge factor in being able to restore desire sexually, um, as well as being able to be open to, um, really going deeper in your relationship as well. And so kind of, you know, there's, I won't go into polarity, like much in depth in this podcast, but realizing that being in your feminine nature, being more into, um, you know, just the intuition that you have as a woman that you have maybe as a mother, being able to lean into that and trust that versus it being so easily shut down by culture, by being told that we need to be, um, the same as men or better than men or whatever that looks like, but actually being able to inhabit who we are as women and being able to be in that space of being more intuitive, being more, um, nurturing, being more creative, being more open and even open to being protected and being cared for in whatever way that looks like in your relationship that actually allows for the man to be more in his masculine, which is more of the doing, the protecting, the providing those type of energies. And when there is no polarity in a relationship, when we're both in the same role, we're both trying to provide, we're both trying to be the boss. We're both trying to, um, run the show, whatever that looks like. There's, there's a lot more layers to this conversation, obviously, but when there is not polarity, the attraction can be decreased dramatically too. And so I think that polarity has to be a part of this conversation about libido because there are so many layers, right? It's not always just one thing, but I think that this epidemic, like going back to my word earlier, this epidemic of low libido does come from the demasculinization, demasculinization of men and women trying to take their place in so many ways. And so I think that we've come back to a place in our culture in a lot of ways. And a lot of women that I talk to anyway, where we're starting to see that issue and we want to be able to appreciate the feminine and the masculine roles, whether kind of in whatever way that actually looks like for your relationship. It doesn't have to be, you know, a super, super traditional aspect of those roles, but it can be, um, but really just getting back into the emotions of that and, um, letting each partner fully inhabit who they are and who they were created to be in the relationship can really make a difference in, um, you know, increasing that attraction and increasing that, sexual attraction in a healthy, safe, stable relationship. Um, and the other, you know, the other emotional piece that I want to talk about is when we're in overwhelm as moms, as women, and we feel really alone, we feel really disconnected. There's no way that libido is going to be high essentially, because again, if it is essentially this, like, almost like desirable place to be like having a healthy libido, having a sex drive is a place that is kind of like an arrival place in some ways, as much as, you know, 
there's always going to be a journey. But if we're looking at this as like, this is where your, where your body feels safe, where your emotions, um, are not overly stressed, where you have those signals of safety, your body has an abundance of energy so that it actually has a craving for reproduction. Um, then we have to always look at emotionally what is draining you because if it's overwhelm, if it's overcommitment, if it's lack of connection, even with other women and deep relationships in your life outside of your marriage relationship, then that is going to drain your energy as well. And so really looking at like, what do you need to fill your cup as a woman, as a person, maybe as a mother as well, but really going back to that basic who you are as a woman, like what do you need to fill your cup to be able to feel that abundance, to be able to feel that overflow? I think that that's a really important question to ask if you find yourself struggling with libido, struggling with energy, because there's just so, like I've said several times, there's so many layers to this, but if you are drained in really any of these capacities, emotionally, physically, um, and just overall as a person, you're not going to have that overflow. And so if you have found that you're feeling alone, you're feeling overwhelmed, then looking for ways to replenish and fill that cup, it can be really simple. It honestly can be simple, but it kind of goes back to actually taking the time again to reflect, to pray, to journal about like, who are you and what do you enjoy or what did you enjoy before life took over and before you forgot who you were, because a lot of times that can happen, especially for moms and writing down a few simple things that you enjoy, whether that's something like taking a walk outside, getting sunshine on your face, taking a nice relaxing bath, coffee with a friend, like what are those things that you truly enjoy? And then asking for help and accountability to start filling your cup again, because chances are, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, my libido is shot, your husband's probably on board to help you get it back. And sometimes just filling your cup, um, or even asking for something to be taken off your plate, if that's an option is going to be so supportive and so restorative that you will see an increase in your capacity and you'll see an increase in your libido as well, even with just like small steps. And so if this is a part of the episode that resonates for you, I would love to challenge you to just take a few minutes, you know, right when we're done here and write down five or six things that you love that fill your cup that you enjoy. If you have a hard time thinking of them, have a conversation with your friend, take some time to think about it, write it down doesn't have to be perfect by any means. You can add more things later, but write a few of those things down and then look at your next week, look at your next few days and see where you can add a few of those things in just to fill your cup a little bit more. And if you go back to the nourishment portion of this lesson and you're like, okay, that's where I'm struggling. Absolutely. Um, reach out to me. We've, I have several resources. I have nourish your hormones, which will walk you through the step-by-step. I have some, um, lots of different podcast episodes on nourishment and hormone balance. So go back and listen to those. You can also join us in our group coaching program coming up. If you really want the step-by-step and me holding your hand and walking you through it, but you are not alone in this. You are not stuck where you are. And there are so many ways that you can create that safety in your body and start to have more of that overflow of energy again. And remember who that woman was that you used to be, where you really felt good, where you felt, you know, like you actually had the capacity to be creative and to have joy and to have 
overflow and abundance in your life. And I will tell you that sometimes it is in seasons, you know, but even in seasons of motherhood that are hard, even in seasons of stress, it shouldn't be completely devoid of energy, completely devoid of joy. Um, there, there can be seasons where you feel more depleted and I am in one of those seasons right now, but I don't feel depleted to the point where I have nothing left to give. I just feel depleted where like I'm tired at the end of the day. Right. And so being able to just find that consistency and creating those little signals of safety throughout your day really go a long, long way toward just really filling your cup as a person, as a mom, so that you continue to have something left to give. So Ladies, I would love to hear from you. This episode is a little bit different than some of my other ones. And so I would love it if you'll send me a DM, tell me what you think, even tell me like what areas you feel like you need to work on. Um, I would love to hear your feedback and I will see you next week.